My wife is very fertile. Yeah. She's good farming soil. I could do her right now. We'd right have now. And she's so badass, she could have it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. I will be going to um, my best friend who's my roommate in college, uh, Chris's wedding uh, in New Hampshire this weekend. And you go to a lot of weddings, dude. Yeah. I'm best man at this one. So you, you, you actually, I'm just as a side note, you are, for me, the perfect, you're like the exemplar of why I'm glad I don't have a lot of friends from college and high school because <laughs> I don't get invited to anybody's fucking wedding and I don't want to go to anybody's wedding. So it's... Well, you went to Rory Zacker's wedding. Uh, well, I crashed his reception. Yeah. That's not the same true. thing. True, okay, very true. true. Yeah, you know, and that was a blast. Yeah. If, if people would just say, hey, Don, remember me from high school? We were friends. I'm getting married. I don't want you to come to the ceremony, but if you'd like to come to the party with the booze and food afterwards, we'd love it. And you don't have to talk to any of us. Yeah, and you brought the party go. too. Yeah, and I would go. Dana I brought, I brought Dana out. Yeah, I brought Dana, and when I bring Dana, I, it is. It's like I bring party in a in a box. You you, you sit set back the box and you down, open up the box. Open the box, <laughs> and then I get a drink and sit down, yeah. and she explodes. <laughs> it's like I brought yeah. the Tasmanian devil, right. from, you know, and I just <laughs> let her go. <laughs> yeah, party. So yeah, yeah, I've been to a lot. I've gone to a lot of weddings, and I've been best man. Shit, uh, six, seven times. Yeah, I know. No. A lot. Yeah. People like me. I don't understand you're it. You're a social animal. I think they just want me to give the speech. That's well, all that's it is. is. You're, they know you're that I'm a social like, animal. Yeah. You're a funny guy. I mean, it's like you talk about like friends from high school, friends from college. I don't fucking have any friends from high school or college. When I do, it's like, ah, all right. The only friend from high school I still talk, I talk, well, I talk to a couple of girlfriends, but the only like guy friend that I still talk to is Brian Sweeney. We weren't yeah. even that close in high school. All right. But yeah. I didn't anyway. realize you guys went to high school. All right. Yeah. So you're going to go to this wedding. Yeah. So I'm going to this wedding and this will be the first time. So his... Chris's parents are my parents. Like, they were my... When I lived in Las Vegas, they were my Vegas parents. When I moved away, they were the hardest people to say goodbye to. I mean, I broke down and wept like a fucking lunatic when I said goodbye to them. Um, their best friends, I was friends with. And their daughter, I was really good friends with in college. I ended up dating her and living with, with her for three years here in Chicago. So this was... So they're like surrogate parents. And I was what? really yeah. close with them during our, the three years I dated their daughter and even before that. So when their daughter and I broke up, they were out of my life. And I had a harder time getting over them not being in my life than I did with the girl. Like the girl was like, fuck, okay. Get away, yeah. But I missed her parents. That's because they were still in the bubble of perfection. You didn't have to live with your parents. Yeah. And you might have discovered they that they were just humans. And they had over. You know, they, they, well, you they weren't emotionally discovered abusive. in that process yeah. of living with their parents that they were just as human as the daughter. But because it's you just, didn't have to deal with their bullshit, they were sort of like put on the shelf of like, they're the most awesome. Yeah, and they were, they were even allies during our relationship at certain times because they knew that some of the problems that I had with their daughter, they're like, she can be difficult that way. You know, it was just... 
So okay, so they were like real allies and not yeah. allies in the modern sense where they basically just pay for everything and sit back and, and let other right. people. Right, no, they were very involved. The three of them they, she's they, an only child. Okay, the sorry. three of them it was very tight, the mm -hmm. three of them. They didn't and just do that it I got said. in there at all yeah. and was counted as one of them is was saying something. All right. So this would be the first time that I'll see them and have spoken to them in the nine years since I've been since uh, Brie and I broke up. And I'm nervous about seeing them the same way I would be nervous if I was seeing an ex-girlfriend. Like, oh shit, there's the girl that I lived with for three years and I haven't seen in five or whatever, you know, that awkward thing. It'll be fine, but they're gonna meet my wife, they're gonna meet my son, they're gonna see me in a place, I mean, I was a fucking bum the last time they saw me, you know, I was, it was not a good place. I was, I was not in a good place. So now you're a, a stand-up guy. Yeah. Yeah, no job. Well, I have many jobs. I'm, they, a, see, I'm, I'm like a Jamaican. The that's yeah. the freelance. Okay, good. That is a that's yeah. a good pitch. Yeah. So, it's I I don't know. I'm just kind of like. Well, what's the worst thing that can happen? I don't know if there's anything bad that can happen. I'll say hello, probably shake their hand, and I don't really care how they've been. I'm not you know I'm not going to dive into. But you let's might. catch up. Let's. Well, you know, you might as well catch up. Why not? If you want to know I what they got other people to talk to at the wedding. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just, I, I don't. I, well, the, the, the thing I discovered in my life, and you know, I, I'm sometimes successful and sometimes totally, absolutely fucking not successful at all, is that in those situations, what really causes the anxiety is the expectation of something. Absolutely. You know, all my anxiety comes from come the anticipating what, the this, what might right. happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you know, it's like, I guess part of me is just have a game plan in your head of, you know, what if they don't recognize you. <laughs> I mean, what if right, they just yeah. come in and they don't even recognize you because you were that, such a scumbag when they knew you? Yeah. And now you're not a scumbag anymore. Yeah. And they or they I don't just, want to I wasn't a scumbag. I was just an unemployed, frustrated. Yeah, I know. But yeah, just, scumbag. Yeah. I'm just saying, sure. you know. And then so maybe maybe they don't recognize. You. Maybe they do recognize. You. Maybe they come up and they're just thrilled to see you. Right. I've thought about you that know? too. And just, so there's a lot of things. Is Brie gonna be there? No, she was invited, but she she lives in. London, I guess now, and she's so you can shit mouth Brie right to their face. Oh no, I can't do that. Still, why not? Well, because you can't say anything bad about their daughter. She is the sun rises and sets with her. She is the reason that there are tides in the ocean. She is. She is everything. But you don't have any problem to telling Christians that their God is fake. No, well, no, well, sort of. I mean, I don't want to shit on somebody's dumb beliefs. But you shit on somebody's dumb beliefs all the time. Well, okay. When they're dumb beliefs. I don't think that religion, that somebody believing that thing is necessarily a dumb belief. It's whatever... Ah, fuck it. How can I talk my way out of this one? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the thing is, the thing, the thought that their okay, daughter here's what it is, is. is blameless in all things is a, is the that's quintessentially a dumb belief. I don't and see any point in maybe stirring up that kind of shit. Maybe you're really because you write, you stir up shit all the time, and you're writing to yeah, complete strangers. Is it the fact that you know them? No, it's the fact that it's it's my buddy Chris's wedding, and I don't want to start shit at Chris's wedding. Like, let's just have a good time. But I am very concerned about what they'll report back to Brie with. So you care what Brie thinks of you? Well, because I want to win the relationship. Even though it's nine years old. There's winning here? Of course, there's always winning. No. You gotta live a better so, life, man. You are so ridiculously competitive. Yeah. Because that's just, yeah. there's no winning the relationship. You can't win. Sure. Just go away from it. I the winning win. is the winning is what is, what is it? It was the title of the, like, maybe it was, the, it was your birthday podcast. It was last podcast. It was your birth, whatever it was, what but it was, was it? like, yeah. it's like the only, the best revenge is having more birthdays than your enemy. 
There's no revenge. There's no winning a broken relationship. The best you can do is how far away from you from it can you be and let it go. That's winning. If you want to win in a broken relationship, then you never yeah. have to think about it ever again. Or you okay. frame it in such a way that it wasn't as bad as you remember it because it probably wasn't as bad as you remember it. I think it was worse than I remember no, it. No, it probably wasn't that bad. I mean, there's some good things, but no, it's... I mean, why wouldn't I? Like, I don't think about it often. I don't, I don't really care. But I know that they're going to tell her. So why not make sure that what they see well, so and if, what they perceive is... If it's is... very important for you to win this broken relationship, and it's very important for you knowing that they're going to report something back, why don't you... Con they don't know. Construct a fiction Thought about that, that too. would completely devastate her because apparently her devastation is high on your list of winning in broken relationships. And I think even just being financially set, well, I'm not financially sound, but being more financially sound than I was then, which isn't saying mm. much. I could make eight grand a year mm -hmm. and be more financially sound than I was then. Um, but having my shit together, um, uh, you know, job-wise, and then having a beautiful wife mm -hmm. and having a beautiful kid, so you kind of want to show enough. off a little bit. Yeah, not even a little bit. I so just you want wanna, them to I report that peacock Dave, feathers up and just all right. Yeah, good to see you guys. Cool. I'm gonna. I got this other thing. Now to the do. question is, do you think these people are going to report back to Bree how that they saw you and how you were, or that it or like? I yeah, I do. Why? Are you just that big a deal in Bree's life? I was that big a deal in all their lives. <laughs> I was very involved with that family. There were only three of them. I mean, this was, like, we were all very close. You don't think I would hang out with their on? parents without You don't think them. they've moved on? I'm sure they have. But of course it's going to come up. Oh, we saw David. I haven't seen him in nine years. Blah, 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 blah. He looked great. Maybe that's all they Maybe say. Maybe that's it. He looked great. And that'd be fine, too, as long as they say that. So no, my but that's hair has not, to be fucking but see, perfect. That's not, see, this is, you put, you're putting way too much emphasis, I believe. Um, you do what you got to do. Um, I think you're putting way too much emphasis on what out, people outside your triumvirate my you, what your triumvirate okay <laughs> you your wife yeah. and your kid you're yeah. the triple you know um we are now them just younger and that's what i'm saying better. they're putting yeah. so much emphasis on what they think what they're going to report to someone that you have no interest in spending any time with and don't care what she thinks but right. you kind of do care what she thinks because that constitutes because i'm a i'm a flawed human well, well we're and all petty, humans, petty, so flawed so i'm just human. saying so yeah. so maybe what you do is you construct Maybe you take that one. Is it this week? This is coming up? Yeah, it's June 9th. Okay, so maybe you take some time and rethink your relationship with Bree and see if you can't find some generosity of spirit to say, maybe it wasn't all bad. Maybe we were young. Maybe this was what was going on. Maybe I didn't know what was going on in her head. I hope she's really happy and... I'm not going to harbor that ill will that constitutes I've got to win this broken relationship. Maybe the winning is that you're both fine. You know, and you've heard my stories of Alice. I don't paint that as a very flattering picture of her. Right. And she wasn't that bad. I mean, we just had an odd, sort of an odd and very bent uh, relationship with mm -hmm. each other. You mm -hmm. know, we did not treat each other very well. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, but she had all these friends, and at the time, I'd really kind of become friends. I was invited to the dinner parties. I was yeah, the yeah. I was Alice's boyfriend that went to the dinner parties to all these UIC professors mm -hmm. and to Bill Ayers and Bernie Dorn and you know all these really sort of you know impressive figures. Yeah. And now 
when I see them, there is that that weight of that breakup and and all of that. Yeah. There, and you know, the thing about it is, the last time I saw Alice was at a book event that I produced for WBEZ, and it was she was really uncomfortable the minute I saw her. She got stiff as a board. She yeah. did not know how to react. And I just walked up and said, how you been? And she didn't really want to talk about it, but I'd heard she had a new boyfriend. So I said, I hear you got a new boyfriend. I mm -hmm. heard he's really nice to you. Things are going well. You know, I'm just trying to be pleasant and take, sure. like, take the high road. Yeah. And she didn't quite know how to take that. I didn't offer any information about me. Yeah. You know, because... She didn't ask, mm -hmm. which meant she doesn't really care. Sure. So I just asked her how she was doing. She was obviously uncomfortable. I said, well, you know, have fun. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the event, you know, and, 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 you know, good for you. See you later, yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Gave her a hug, which was like hugging the least responsive because she did was like yeah hugging you know whatever and i just gave her like a little you know like sort of like a shoulder well, hug this christian side hug yeah, yeah 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 you know just like i'm just gonna be i'm just being nice yeah. and then i went on and did my business and didn't and i haven't seen her since yeah. and talked to her since i think the the truth is and will be because i th this is part of my whole therapy process right like the anxiety work through it talk through it um and then i know that what's probably going to happen is I'll be, I'll get there and like, eh, it's fine, whatever. Hey, how are, and it'll just be, exactly. it won't be anything. No. But I'm building it up in my head now because I'm a lunatic. And I think you're just human. This is, yeah. And you carry like I said, more anxiety yeah. than I do. Oh, a whole lot more. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that doesn't make, you know, mean, it doesn't make me somehow better or less human or whatever. It's just, it's just, you know. Yeah. I'm older than you. Yeah. Not by a lot, though. No, well, we're both middle-aged. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, you're middle-aged. I'm over that. I'm I'm on the well, cusp of over the hill. You're not a senior citizen or anything. ARP has been hitting me up for the last two years. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah. They, they, hit, turned, they start at 50 now? At 50. Is, they that, start, is that what always what? I thought it was 60. You know, I don't know. All I know is that when I turned 50, and Joe turned 50, same thing. When I turned 50, I started getting pressure to join ARP. And what do you get when you join ARP? Other than Basically, a magazine, well, which is not a thing bad is, magazine you, as well, far as magazines go. Sure. You, get, uh, you, you pay like $16 a year, and then you get discounts on shit because you're old. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to pay $16. I thought ARP should just be free. I've, I've earned ARP because yeah. I've survived this long. Sure. Why do I got to pay you 16 bucks? 16 is a nice round number that you don't it see is. it often. It's rare. In membership fees. You know, maybe they're giving you that senior citizen discount. Maybe, uh -huh. maybe, if, you're, maybe <laughs> if you're 45, it costs $120. Right. You know, right. but because you're actually an old fuck. Yeah. 16 bucks because we know you're living on disability. Whatever. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're on a fixed income yeah, now. That, so yeah. now that you're 50. and uh, But no, that's, it's, it's, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's, I, I because I hear where you're coming from, and I know that I that that gets the better of me sometimes. Yeah. Where I just get wound up, and I'm like, I want to prove to you. If I see that person in public, you know, if I what am I gonna say? Yeah. How am I gonna how am I gonna win this yeah. relationship? And the older I get, the less interested I am. The less interested I am in winning the relationships that were broken and just never having to be in them again. I think that it's because again, the truth is. That shit is so. It was nine years ago. Like I go. am, I have gotten over it. It is no longer a scab. It is barely even a visible scar. But because it's being revisited for the first time since, it's just poking at whatever scar tissue might be left and like, oh, oh god. But 
ultimately, fuck it, it's scar tissue. It's fine, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's thicker. Yeah. It's thicker than uh, thicker than regular skin. That's yeah. why it's that's why it's called scar tissue. Maybe they'll see me and weep and they'll say That's what you want. That is I mean, right? Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? What you want is what you want is like it's like you're the graduate. The Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. The graduate? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, it's like it's like you have these expectations of how people are going to receive you. Yeah. <laughs> You know yeah. how people are going to see you and receive you and view you, and you have this sort of fantasy of how they're going to appreciate you in certain ways, and it's almost like a setup for disappointment because that almost never happens. So I'll do my best not to listen to any Simon and Garfunkel on the plane right out. Or there. just listen to all of it. Or just yeah, just go and just dive just right go, in. Just yeah. go Fuck whole it. fucking graduate yeah. hog. <laughs> You know, and you know, and then at that moment, every cover version of Sounds yeah, of Silence, you just every remix version. your wife yeah. and son and say, "I want Bree, take me home." And, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. No. Bang on the church window. Jesus. Nope. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So what do you get to lose? Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna have a lot of fun celebrating Kirsten Amy, and I'm gonna give a killer best man speech. I'm gonna make the the maid of honor look like a fucking moron. And that's all you gotta do because winning, winning, winning. <laughs> as long a as I win some person's wedding. Yeah. As long as I win something while I'm out there. It's all about winning for you. Yeah. 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 Well, it. see, I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Okay. You are going to get there. You're gonna be anxious. You're gonna drink a little more than you need to. You're not gonna remember entirely all the things you said to her parents, but it probably won't play out as well as you think it did. You're gonna give the killer best man speech in your head, <laughs> but because you've been drinking a little bit, you won't remember everything that you said, and then you're gonna dance with random people until your pants split, and yeah. then your wife's gonna take you home. And the next day, you're gonna have composed this entire fiction of how what a triumphant great night. you yeah. were, and everybody else will be telling the story. It's like, did you see David? Is he? Is he damaged? Is he okay? Because he, okay? yeah. he really drank a lot and was like really angry. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's, yeah, there's probably a 80% chance of that happening. I should probably wear my Lissiger award around my chest. Too. I think you should definitely yeah. wear okay. the, the award around your chest. David, how you been? I won an award. There you go. That's what I did. That's how I've been. Yeah, I've been a winner. Out. Yeah. And huh? then you take your son and you walk up with your son just in the palm of your hand and smash him yeah. in the mom's face. Yeah. We had no, this is my progeny! We had no problem getting pregnant. How about that? How about that? My wife is very fertile. Yeah. She's good farming soil. I could do her right now, we'd right have now. And she's so badass, she could have it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> She'll she grows them fast. Her Fermi lab inside is very <laughs> advanced. I think I'll lead with that. That's, I think yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah. My wife has a fertile, is very fertile. My yeah, wife is very fertile. Very fertile, and she can pop out a baby like some people can pop out, like, Pillsbury dough. Yeah. Boosh! There it is. <laughs> One of the things that uh, I always say, you know, I try to say it, but I don't say it as often on this podcast, is that, you know, if you like the podcast... Um, it really actually does help with our listenership if you review it. If you go online, you can give it on, on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a one through five star rating, and you know, and then you can write a review about the podcast that you're listening to. And we really like that. And the Apecast has exactly we have some ratings. We have a four star rating, but the reason it's not a five star rating is because they have one one star review. 
the only review we this have. This is the only actual review we have. This, this and broke our hymen. And apparently, a review hymen. the only episode he listened to was the very first one. <laughs> We're on like, what are we, like 45? Something like I that. I don't know. Yeah. But he listened to the first one. So this is, the, the handle is, I whip my hair. So I whip my hair. I'm just going to call him Myron. That's probably his real name. Myron? I'm just going to call him Myron. Because I think I whip my hair. I think his actual <laughs> Christian name is fucking Myron. Okay? And Myron gave us a one-star review. And it's titled, Whiny Self-Entitled Douchebag. And his review is, Got a book deal based solely on a short but very flattering appearance on This American Life. And then complains because Ira Glass won't lend his name to sell more books for him by writing the foreword. Rather than dragging Ira, maybe just cash the check and say thank you. And I know you have a response, Mr. Himmel. Yeah. But what I'll say is, the first thing is like, that's really not a review of the podcast. That's a review of one, one episode and of even the podcast. one part of that. Yeah, whole. And podcast. if you watch like early Star Trek, that's like judging the entire season of Star Trek from the fucking first episode, which kind of sucked. You can never judge. A series by the pilot. By the pilot. Ever. And so that was our very first. We stand by it. Absolutely. Ira Glass is a douche. He's a fucking douche. However, um, I whipped my hair. Myron decided that he wanted to say uh, some shit because he's an Ira Glass fanboy yeah. and listens to This American Life with a fucking, you know, with like some tissue and a goddamn, like, pot of fucking lard puts on his little <laughs> tiny cock and jerks it. While he listens to Iron Glass. So, I appreciate, I, Don Hall, genuinely appreciate your input and your one-star fucking review, Jack Hole. But I think David Himmel has a response to your review. Just so we're clear, I whip my hair's comment about a book deal being secured, quote, solely on a short but very flattering appearance on This American Life, end quote, is not true in the slightest. It's a lie, but almost a forgivable one. This person couldn't know, this Myron couldn't know that the book deal was born from an essay the author published in Camping Magazine years before. The publisher and the editor had not known of the, uh, This American Life episode featuring the author until after the deal was made and the ink had dried. Also, this podcast is much, much more than the single episode I Whip My Hair references. It's many episodes of whiny, self-entitled douchebag <laughs> conversations, ranging from the importance of death to what books the host would want with them on a deserted island. These whiny, self-entitled douchebags discuss parenthood, racism, Trump's, uh, racism in Trump's America, the failure of the left, the problem with social media, the arts, the best drunk foods, and any other topics that pop into their whiny, self-entitled, douchebaggy heads. It's a podcast of conversations without the curated, polished BS that creates the white noise surrounding modern American ignorance. It is, at times, poignant, funny, self-reflective, and douchey. Yes. But the good kind of douchey. The kind that leaves your lap feeling fresh and clean. Give it a listen. And hey, I whip my hair, buy my book. Also, you use the wrong form of forward. It's not... You use the wrong form of forward, you yeah, idiot. It, you spelled it wrong. You have to read you, it. You understand. spelled it wrong, you have to read it. And uh, thank you for that response. 
to I'm his... glad someone's listening. I mean, well, that's know. the thing is, I'm thrilled. That's the thing is, I'm thrilled that not only did he listen to the whole piece, at least one of them, but it made him mad enough to go on and go, fuck you, I'm giving you yeah. a one-star review. And about one little part. Of one episode. Because... The, that episode's that more episode about, is more than it's not just about Ira Glass. No. We, Ira Glass is the big that's is the main the title, story. Right? Ira that's Glass the, is the douche. The cover was story. Our, 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 our launch. But the best part about that, again, because the, the podcast is about mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes long. We talk about other things yeah. other than Ira. Yeah. But the parts that we talk about where we talk about Ira, it's not just me. And he only talks about what you, I had to say exactly. about it. Exactly. He didn't talk about, about your shit. Yeah, he didn't give me that. Maybe he doesn't. Like, Maybe he my, sees some credence and he's uh, like, oh, yeah. My voice is like a dog do. whistle and he's not a dog. He doesn't even it, yeah. hear the words. He just hears you talking. That's Why all it is. Why do you assume that it's a he, too? Because I did the same thing. It could be a... I mean, I whipped well, my because, hair. Well, be right, this thing is I did a little research and Myron is not just me making it up. His name is Myron Bleederwart. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really hope that you're not kidding. I'm totally making God that up. God damn yeah, it. That'd yeah. be awesome. Like, I spent all day. Yeah, yeah. And no. I looked up, I whipped my hair. I went and through it's... my hacker mode and found out, first of all, that there's somebody with a last name Bleederwort. God, that'd be um, amazing. But Myron Bleederwort, that's who he is. That's Myron who is. I whip my hair. Well, I whip my fucking hair, but it's my crotch hair my in right your direction. Face. There you go. Yep. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing, it's uh, this is this is important. This is immediate. Do not wait on this. It's a do, and it is do division. Oh yeah, do division. You got it. As so, and wave at our fucking window because we're right above that. We're right shit. here. Yeah, <clears throat> but specifically, uh, they've got a good lineup. They've got a good, um, um, you know, bands playing. I've got wooden ships. Um, I think actually they might have. Yeah, they played. They played on Sunday. They played today. Um, Peel is playing, but what, did Peel already play? I don't know if on Sunday they're playing on Sunday. Tomorrow. They're playing. Oh, they're playing. They played on Friday. Was yeah. Coming out on Sunday. All right. All right. So you missed Peel if you didn't do division on Whatever, Friday. Whatever. But do division. But wooden ships is great. But here's the big one. So okay. I don't know if last week or a couple weeks ago, one of my listens was Jovan. Uh, Listen to Jovan Lon- yes, uh, Landry. Yes, it was. Yes, Jovan it was. Landry. She's performing at the subterranean stage at 5 p.m. today, this Sunday. So check her out because she's fucking awesome. So there's my do. Give it there you go. That's your do. Well, then I'm going to do a do. And my do is uh, it's connected to my summer job. But June, uh, I believe, I got to make sure the dates are right, but it's June 8th, 9th, and 10th at Millennium Park. It is Blues Fest Chicago. And it's fuck. Number one, it's free. We are not. No one's going to ask you for a donation of five dollars to support their chamber of commerce bullshit. This is totally free. It is the entire park of Millennium Park, which and it's one of the things that I don't think a lot of people think of, and maybe it's just because I work with all these people right now, is that Millennium Park is actually a work of art. It's not just a fucking venue where you can see concerts. There's artwork everywhere. There's the Lurie Gardens, which mm-hmm. is this... That is unheard of to have a concert venue that big. And right next to it, this completely natural, beautiful garden thing. Right. So anyway, but Blues Fest... Blues Fest is one of the... It's like the behemoth. Yeah. And there are so many amazing blues singers and players and stuff. So, get off your fucking ass. <laughs> get on the goddamn blue line or red line. Get to Washington. Walk over... Go through the security. Don't bring a bag. And if or, you do or bring helium a bag, balloons. No helium or balloons. No helium either. balloons. I got but, but the thing is, Blues Fest kicks ass. It's three full days 
a of, great of sadness. Uh, no, it's not of sadness. The blues, not it is a joyous <laughs> response in a world of depression. Yeah. This is an entire genre of music that said, how do you deal with depression? Because I don't have enough fucking money for a therapist or Ambien, right. which <laughs> makes you racist. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create art out of my depression yep. and my broken relationships. And I'm going to sing my blues away. Go to Blues Fest. And then the following weekend is Emo Fest. Same thing, just for rich white kids. Just rich yeah. white kids with a lot of eye makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And septum rings. Septum? What the fuck is a septum That's ring? The thing oh, on your yeah, nose, in, in between your nose. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so my next thing is a watch. Uh, I've said this before Watch the Americans on FX. Uh, earlier this week, they had their series finale. Mm hmm. God, it's a good show. I told Katie I was so excited. I said, oh, The Americans, it's this last episode. And she goes, good. She doesn't like it because it's violent and it's dark. And See, it's... that's how Dana, Dana, oh, Dana flips off. When I watch Survivor, she flips my, my screen off because it she did hates not... Survivor. At the time where? I'll tell you this. The series did not end the way that if I were writing it, I would have ended it. Maybe the way that I would have ended it wasn't the right way. I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it's satisfying and it is a great, great show, especially in these political times where the Cold War is kind of sort of back again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah well, we're manufacturing a cold war that right. doesn't exist. But, but okay. Yeah. All right. My uh, my second thing is I want it's a listen, um, and it, I love it. I love it. I, I I kind of I kind of didn't love it at first, and I and I didn't want to listen to it. Um, like He's talking about his wife. Who? Yeah. My, who, my. who wants to fucking <laughs> listen to the guy from Fear Factor? Joe get, Rogan? Yeah. Okay. Get on a goddamn podcast and talk to people because he's kind of a goomba and he's kind of an asshole. You know, you think, oh, what an asshole. He's funny. The Joe Rogan experience, not only is it funny, yeah. this thing, and, it's, and, and, and the other thing is, like, these are like sometimes two hour long, three yeah. hour long podcasts. The thing about it is, he's funny. He is everything you think he is. Yeah. But he's fucking smart with as a shit. brain. Yeah. He's really smart. Yeah. He's very well read. And he gets on guests. That his agenda is, I'm going to put guests on here that can teach me something. Mm -hmm. And then he interrogates them and gets information. I absolutely think if you're not listening to the Joe Rogan experience, you will never in your lifetime understand Trump America. I think that's a and, he, and, I, and that's yeah. not to say he's yeah. conservative because he's not conservative. Right. He's probably, I think his politics are probably more libertarian than they are anything else. I, yep, I would agree with but, that. This guy really looks at the world with a critical lens and has great guests and really interesting topics. I'd say that Joe Rogan is what we're trying to do, but Joe Rogan is a lot better at it. Well, he has more money behind him, and he was—that's all it he is. He was the host of Fear Factor, right? So he's he watched got, people eat spiders for years. He's yeah. got notoriety and money. Yeah. We don't have either. I'll eat spiders if that helps. I'll our, fucking our eat spiders. Yeah. I'll you know I'll eat leeches and 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 put my balls in a vice. Yeah. Fear Factor. All right. Sure. Okay. Next episode. Um, all right. So my third. My third thing is a do, uh, and this is going to sound like a parent, but uh, when you're outside, and you should be outside, it's summertime in Chicago, wear sunscreen. That's it. I had the face cancer, the skin cancer. Just wear sunscreen. It fucking is, sucks to not. Which is actually good uh, not, good <laughs> advice for sun. me because I'm going to be out in the fucking summer, out in the sun, all day long, every event. Blues Reapplied Fest every two hours. I fucking just walk around in the sun. Are you wearing sunscreen? Um, I did not for I did, I did not for the House Music Fest. I did for the Northwestern University concert. Just to be clear, I'm not saying you need to like be one of those assholes that covers up and never mm. comes out in the sun, but just wear, you'll still get a tan. Yeah. 
it's just protecting you from yeah, getting, getting your getting face raped really by the hateful sun. Yeah, because you know, I, you know, so. if I want to get a tan, I just go to a tanning bed. All right, my third thing, my final thing. <laughs> just do that instead. Yes, yeah, is a read. Um, this is an article online. You, you go, and I don't know if you, have you ever read Long Reads? www.longreads.com www.longreads.com no. Are there any it slashes is, or backslashes in that address? That's it. That's okay. it. No, and I'm not. I'm not what, what, what it is, is these are articles. Long URL addresses. No, com. these are articles that take, you know, longer than 20 minutes to read. These are in-depth, serious articles. Not everybody likes that. You know, but these are serious essays and serious pieces of journalism, and because they're so serious, they, I mean, they, they end up taking a lot of bandwidth. You can find a link to that on Adderall.com. Too, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I, I I read long reads. Yeah. I'd love. I, I actually am a big fan of long reads because you find you find some journalism and some uh, essay writing that is really really thought out. I mean, these are some some really great pieces of uh, of, of journalism, and one that I want everybody to read at Long Reads, is called The Prosperity Plea. Okay. It is by Livia Gershon, and it is about the Poor People's Campaign. And what's fascinating about the Poor People's Campaign was this was a movement called the Poor People's Campaign in 1964 that generated out of a lot of the unrest in the civil rights mm -hmm. that has been dormant for a very long time. Yeah and recently has been revived. And this is all about the revival of an activist campaign that's been dead for 50, 60 years. Interesting. And that, you know, okay. and that we are back at the times where it is necessary. Really, it's, it's, it's a absolutely essential read because you, you learn about the campaign, but it's not about learning about the campaign. It also really paints a picture about how the 60s and right now, the similarities yeah. between that time and this time, absent Vietnam, which may or may not be coming in the form of Korea. Man, fingers crossed, let's hope so. Yeah. We, we could use a new Vietnam. Hey, the best music came out of Vietnam. It really did. And some great movies. Yeah. So let's just ignore all the death and mayhem. You know, the movie Cocktail is about Vietnam. It is some piece of shit bad. Whatever. No, actually, that's the thing. <laughs> I will just say, I owe you an apology. But you, you decided I loved Solo. You threw it in my face. Is there any movie you don't like? And I, I, uh, I snapped back. You trolled me. I snapped back yeah. and I said, "Cocktail, what a piece of crap!" And I know it hurt you. It did. I know it wounded you because I like cocktail. But I went, "I'm." He's fucking with me. I'm gonna go right to the fucking source. Yeah. And uh, I did, and I apologize. Yeah, you cut my jugular while kicking me in the dick. Yeah, so I apologize yeah. for that. Cocktail, I, do, I, I take it back. I like cocktail. I don't care. But as, as A.J. Miller says, I do not like it when inner city kids do anything good. <laughs> I love his cereal. Yeah, this whole cereal of, of In all caps. And all caps about how basically the movies I hate are all about inner city kids doing well, and that's really what it is. I yeah. hate inner city kids ever accomplishing right. anything. So I'll just go with that. Yeah, the substitute movie. Fuck that. Fuck that. No, I like the substitute movie because substitute he beats, was good. Yeah, he beats up Intercity. The one with Michelle Pfeiffer was stupid though. That was uh, the fuck was that with Coolio the the fuck was that movie? Do 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 do. Yeah, living in the gangsters paradise. Dangerous Minds. No, Dangerous Minds. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. But the only thing that was good about that movie was that fucking song because that song kicked ass. Yeah, that was like the Bohemian Rhapsody of rap. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Very catchy. It's got some very Oh, it's very orchestral. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. I was like, that's yeah. badass. That's great stuff. All, All right. right. That's the podcast. That's it. Thanks for listening. See you at Do Division.
This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.